Welcome to the Simply People Podcast with Simply People founder and your host, Danny Clark. So welcome to the Simply People Podcast, a show that brings you the people behind subjects, companies and stories. I'm Danny Clark and today we're talking all things physiotherapy and coffee with Tim College. Welcome Tim and welcome to the show. Tim's here to talk about his journey into physiotherapy and his passion for coffee and Tang Fastics and peanut M&Ms. Hi Tim, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on, Danny. No, great to have you on. I think it's it's an interesting story. I think we'll start at the beginning. So what are you up to at the moment? Well, I'm currently sat on the sofa, the, 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 the infamous sofa, which we've had many a, a Zoom meeting over the years. But what am I currently up to? So uh, just in marketing, really, that's, that's where my headspace is at, marketing and business plans alongside running the day job and then uh, just just plodding through 2020 and trying to make the best best of, of what is a very strange strange surreal time really to be honest which I think a lot of people are but yeah that's pretty much it really just how marketing in the day job how has 2020 been for you then I think it's been a, a um a, a swing from polar opposites of you know calm like zen to 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 panic to groundhog day to you know it's been a mishmash so uh, i think like everybody at the you know the the top of the year i'd got you know my plans to do to grow the the primary side of my healthcare business uh, as well as some of my my longer term ambitions which i'd started to to tentatively explore then then obviously what happened happened and um i mean as a lot of business owners um have probably seen you know revenue streams just suddenly either certain people exploded other people's just turned off overnight and yeah from after about four four or five weeks of of nothing sitting in the garden like enjoying the sunshine but you know brain constantly churning and ruminating and you know thinking about lots of different things which I'm sure you'll probably uh, touch on later yeah sort of come out the back end of it being being in a very strong position I feel with you know if we take Q1 end of Q1 as the start of you know the Covid madness when I look look back on it I've somehow managed to come out of what's been a very strange year in a, a much stronger overall position, but never in a million years would I have said that's where I'll be. Um, so it's been a very strange, surreal, uh, lots of conversations with friends and family recently about, you know, in 15, 20, 30 years time, how would you explain to the grandchildren what 2020 has been like? I just don't know like unless people have lived through it you, you know you can't really turn around and explain it but yeah very bizarre um, yeah very bizarre it, we're, we're the lockdown generation i think is and years to come that's what we'll be we'll, we'll be known as i guess one, one thing on that tim funnily enough do you think you'd be where you are if lockdown hadn't occurred oh no not a chance not a chance i mean before before lockdown the health care side of things was really picking up um as, as you know sort of set up on on my own in ooh, october 20 
2019, so back end of 2019. And I was getting to a position in January, February, where I could really be selective with my contracts and, and, and what I was doing, contemplating taking people on, uh, really, really doing very well and and exploring better fee earning work, expanding that. I would have still been going down that route, 100% going down that route with the inadverted commas retirement plan mulling along in, in the background, which is what I'd started to look at the turn of the year last year, started just to consider the, the, the severe diversification of you know what we'll, we'll no doubt talk about but I was very much forced not forced but I, after so long I can sit you know watching tv sitting in the garden but you know once I'd done so much of that I just couldn't my brain wouldn't sit still long enough um, hence the pivot but and quite a drastic pivot uh, at that but no not a chance would and, and even conversations that I've been having just this week things are happening at a, a very very fast pace and 2021 looks like it's going to be a very exciting dynamic year and I know a lot of people say that but yeah I wouldn't have seen this would never have forecast 2020 as a whole anyway of just what's been happening but the change of direction has just been, yeah, as we'll, we'll no doubt touch upon, like it's, it's not a logical one, shall we say, not a logical one. But when you, when you understand the backstory, which, which you obviously do, having, having worked with me, you know, in, in, in a different, different life, it, it does kind of make sense. It, it does. And for those that are kind of getting and starting to question what, what, what this pivot is. So Tim is a physiotherapist by trade and a coffee magnet, <laughs> Co- coffee guru. So uh, what, just, a, just from, a fanatic. Yeah, really. Yeah. So, so, so Tim's gone from a, a, a coffee aficionado to a, a coffee dealer coffee provider is probably the best way to put it so we, we will cover that off actually and, you, and you're right but i think the backstory of getting to the point of of, of launching your your coffee empire um take it right back to the beginning and actually tim the physiotherapist how did you get yeah. into therapy did you grow up wanting to participate in sports and, and you never made the team so you, you took to massage or, or <laughs> how did that work yeah so um long story short yeah failed athlete <laughs> perennial like just I, I was very much a jack of all trades compete competed at decent levels but just forever injured forever injured like it was a running joke like I'd, I'd be back for four five six seven weeks and then I'd be out with some sort of other injury so spent a lot of time on the you know the proverbial physio couch and at school <sighs> I I suppose other than being uh, what I now understand is a creative mindset who who likes to think outside of the box, but I I didn't really operate in the, you know, the straight, straight down the line, you know, these are the parameters of what you've got to work with. But what I kind of was always good at academic, uh, academically was your sciences and your, you know, biology in particular, because there was a logic that I could follow. So sort of creative, you know, when, when you, as you'll know through, through your work, Danny, the, the, 
all these personality profiling stuff, it turns out creative mindset with secondary system processes. So kind, kind of falls into the, well, I like to think, look outside of the box, but I also like a bit of system processes. So after sort of realizing I wasn't going to be a professional footballer, I was like, what am I, what can I do? And that was the next step for me. It was like, well, if I can't play, I'll work in it. And at the time, the you know, the NHS bursaries were, were still there and, you know, being working in sport was a dirty word. So you had to sort of say, oh, you know, I want to work in the NHS and, you know, all this sort of stuff. But deep down, knowing I wanted to work in professional football, which after sort of doing paying my dues for two and a half years or so in, in the NHS, I, you know, I, I did end up doing for three or four years, a combination of working, you know, with elite footballers, which was great fun. <laughs> Many a story there, which which will never see the light of day. Um, <laughs> but some, some fantastic stories, some, some fantastic characters. But I remember growing up, I say growing up, but you know, as a junior junior physio, working working my way through. A lot of the old boy physios would say, you know, it's a, a young single man's game. It has its shelf life, and I, I I couldn't see it at the time. But after about three four years, it, it it kind of did and and it I just thought you know there's got to be more to you know just 24 7 always being on call whilst there was a, a seemingly glamorous lifestyle essentially what we would see is hotel rooms travel you know uh, motorway services airports training pitches stadium and that's what it kind of be- became really it was great fun but it wasn't you know those sorts of where people presume the city break where you can go and explore Moscow, really what we saw was a hotel room and, you know, the airport out. That's, that's all we really saw. So sort of left there, bounced around private practice for a little while before sort of exploring my next step and, and sort of stumbled my way into occupational health really where you and I've eventually met at, at the company that we're at, started exploring my underlying, I'd always had an interest in Watch Dragon's Den and, you know, all that sort of stuff and always fancied my chances, you know, being a that entrepreneur, but didn't really know. Had plenty of ideas, but never really knew. And it wasn't until I started moving into, you know, the occupational health setting where you start to have to deal with, you know, more of a corporate side of things, mixing with some of the clients that we were mixing with. I get to start learning from, you know, people from different backgrounds instead of just being primarily, you know, physios or, you know, healthcare backgrounds. You know, I know know you work in occupational health and health and safety, but, you know, you're not a clinician first and foremost. So learning from other people like yourself and, you know, all that sort of stuff is, is just sort of, led led the career path to to what it is and you know the day job now is essentially working with with big corporate clients looking after their their employees and then all, all the pivots and projects that I've got got going on in the background but that was essentially the story of you know ending up in physio it was you know failed athlete like I suppose I suppose quite a, quite a few of us are you know um I didn't definitely didn't grow up wanting to be a physio not until late later life I wanted to be a policeman I wanted to emulate my dad like yeah. but I remember always holidaying in Cornwall 
um, and the, say always, you know, up until about seven, and there was this coffee shop that used to overlook one of the bays that, you know, that's where I used to go and get my ice cream from. And I just went, I want something like that when I'm older. And that's where the, you know, the interest has always sort of been there. And through university, like a lot of us did, you know, um, pub jobs and stuff like that, always enjoyed the, the hospitality setting and have this romanticized idea that I was going to retire and have a, you know, a coffee shop when, when I'd had enough of, you know, rehabilitating people from a physio perspective. Um, and then it wasn't until obviously tasting the corporate lifestyle where I kind of went, I want a bit more, I want a bit more than that. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's, that's the background of the career to date, I suppose. Yeah. I think one of, one of the areas I did want to kind of touch on. So one of the things I've seen you, that you're involved with at the moment is AI mm. and physiotherapy and tech in particular. Yeah. Um, to, to tell me about that, how does how, how's tech going to take us take our health into the future? What benefits will it bring? Yeah, so as you know, sort of in, involved with a company called Track Active, who are one of the physiotherapy providers who are sort of exploring that AI machine learning sort of niche if you like in, in healthcare but you know there's, there's initially you know we've been finding a lot of pushback in terms of is it right you know should we be doing it can it replace us and to a certain degree there is there's certain aspects where I think you know we should fully embrace it and there's also certain aspects where I think it will never never replace us and I think traditionally you know we've always been very slow to to respond to to, to the uh, the modern world and I think where you know um, there's certain companies who I mean can I can I name some there's uh, there's certain private providers no. in, in 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 the physio world who can who are who are embracing a lot of the you know the automation side of things I know um, they like for example if I want to talk to you around this you've got you know you've got your calendar link and you know I can go on click it you know all that sort of stuff there's certain you know large providers in the physio world who've embraced some of the machine learning side of things so that streamlines their process that frees up resource for you know uh, the humans to do the human stuff the human element not just churning through things and you know inputting things and you know the true AI which there's not a lot of true AI. I had an interesting discussion about this last night. A lot of it is machine learning, actually, that mm. people are claiming is AI. But the true AI is, I think we have to embrace that. Um, I mean, having conversations that, you know, in radiology, they, they can now identify things that humans can't. They've got no idea that how they do it, but it's, you know, to an 80 five percent accuracy it's picking things up a lot sooner than humans do because of the sheer volume of data sets that it can process and learn and learn from um i think there's a lot of problems within ai slash machine learning because there's no unified uh, sort of definition of what it is so there's people going around shouting that they've got ai and it, it's no it's no different than a algorithmic flow on an excel spreadsheet and until human changes that it will still churn out the same answer so i think it's very new very uh, we should be challenging and questioning it at every point of you know how does it work 
you know, how are we going to utilize it? But I think if as, as healthcare professionals or, you know, providers of uh, services to people and their health and well-being, if we don't embrace it and help shape how it works within the sector and the industry, it will be forced upon us by people who don't necessarily have the greater good. That's how I kind of think. And then we will end up with a big data mindset of, you know, kind of like how Facebook and things like that kind of came about where they're just processing things for, for their own benefit. So I think if we embrace some of the stuff and shape how those pathways look, I think that's where, you know, it's measuring that, exploration of what it can be but not at the expense of you know patient safety fundamentally so it's 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 quite a fascinating uh, industry and it's really quite interesting watching you know an understanding and it's it's, i can totally appreciate some of the reluctance from people but if anything 2020s taught us about is you've got to embrace technology you know all the zoom meetings and all that sort of stuff people were always reluctant to do that but we've had to do it people have had to embrace it and I think that's one of the things that I think 2020 will probably be known for is that sometimes you have to thing things have to happen sometimes for people to you know what through a lot of disruption people will just adapt and improve and I think probably healthcare may have got into a bit of a rut of you know this is just the way that we do it Whereas now we're, you know, we're, we're having to, you know, as clinicians, we're having to embrace technology, you know, as a, as a business, you know, particularly in the private sector, otherwise where are your revenues going to come from? Particularly when, you know, social distancing and things like that were happening. People are now routinely doing Zoom meetings for like their consultations. Never used to happen, but that's where people are now accepting uh, expecting things to be first port of call let's do a telephone triage let's do a you know zoom consultation yeah it's it's, it's funny actually you should say that because that's one of the things that we have noticed over the last even 12 months i'd say 18 months is, is the move towards virtual environments so telephone mm. assessments remote assessments video assessments and the consultations like you say the sudden uptake with zoom uh, and people have gone from seeing that as um, the dilution of healthcare delivery, mm-hmm. potentially, to a, a feature, a, yeah. a tool, a resource that, that can be used yeah. to, to facilitate uh, certain treatments and uh, certain certain assessments. Uh, and I think maybe this is where the technology that you're you're exploring at the moment with with TrackActive, and there are other companies out there, of course, looking at yes. no doubt. Yeah. This would potentially be where technology does have a, a fit. And I think it's just that positioning for me around it supplements. It's a tool in the arsenal for a clinician, mm. to, not to replace a clinician. And I think patient exactly. safety and validation has to be the forefront of care. Um, to sound Hippocratic, it has to yeah. be a point, but it should be a tool. Uh, yes. Same as you use other piece of equipment to kind of help support, diagnose, treat, technology should should help you do that so like you say with, with radiology it should flag up a potential condition that a human then explores in a little bit more detail and has that relationship and, and, and rapport that's that's really deep and i didn't think we'd get that deep to be brutally honest but yeah it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's, 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 that's exactly what we're talking about. And I think that was why we wanted to bring in AI. AI is a, a funny term and it's something that is thrown around so often. So obviously being in the tech space, lots of people mention AI and it seems to be this sexy thing that's, that's done the rounds for the last few years. Whereas when you strip it back, the vast majority of cases, it's nothing to do with AI, as you say. No. But it's just that knowledge and understanding, isn't it? And, and people hear something and we'll, we'll just repeat it because that they, they want to be cool, I guess. It's, it's almost the buzzword at the minute in the, you know, in the corporate investor space. Everybody wants to be involved in it. You, know, you hear them talking about it and you know, they've got a hundred grand, hundred grand investment to develop an AI something or other. It's, it's never going to happen for a hundred grand. True yeah. AI takes millions. Hence yeah. Microsoft and Google deep, deep, deep mind, you know, or deep the learning stuff. They're chucking millions into it. Yeah, but I but think it's it just a Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it, but it's that sort of there's, there's a difference between it's not a problem, it's you know, it being machine learning that can still help and it can still facilitate and you know, all that sort of stuff. But it's it's just that, and by no means am I an expert in it. I've just, I've just learned from this through you know, talking to you know, the, the true experts in, in the space who get mm. frustrated by the buzzword. Yeah, 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 funny. Yeah, no, I get that completely which kind of segues nicely this the future and the technology into the future of Tim. The future of Tim is, is coffee, <laughs> it seems. So come on, I, I have to ask, how does a physiotherapist that likes coffee suddenly decide, do you know what? I'm going to launch launch my own coffee brands. I can see the, uh, the appreciation, and I think you've mentioned on this show that you enjoyed the coffee shop, that the, the ice cream, the memory, and it kind of brings back yeah. that, 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 that memory of being a child and being happy and, and being in the surroundings. And I can see how, if you used to say, I'm going to have my own coffee shop, I can see how that would, 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 would work, but you kind of go one step further to say, no, I'm, I'm actually going to have my own blends. I'm going to yeah. sell it. I'm going to issue it and, and, and distribute it. And I'm going to create this great coffee brand. How, how did that come about? Right. So, I think as you you probably know i i i'm one of those who's quite analytical i might look like sometimes i'm not paying much attention to what people are saying but i'm always listening always learning picking up little nuggets from you know different people but as you as you sort of said and just said in the lead up to that you know i've always had an interest always had a passion for it but long story short you know I've got um, people that I know that work in the creative space and you know I've been listening to those about different things they do with their brands and you know, all these sorts of you know you just listen and you sort of almost soak up their their um, information and, and knowledge um, without even knowing it sometimes um, and uh, during one of the, the two or three how long did we have our four weeks of, of lockdown or whilst we were I was non-active as we were in terms of the day job just sat in the um in my garden in the sun um just again listening to some of my neighbors who were out in the garden chatting away and I was sort of watching around and several different conversations that I'd had over the over the months and years precluding you know this uh, just all seemed to click into my head and over about a two or three day period, the whole supply chain was, you know, essentially secured. The brand was born, uh, sort of taking inspiration from, you know, certain beauty and makeup brands who, who named some of their products after 
uh, use the first names of um, famous celebrities. So as you as you sort of know, with with uh, my brand Yuhu, we uh, name sort of the coffee blend blends after famous musicians who I think match the match the profile quite nicely. Um, so it's a sort of drawing down inspiration from from the beauty blend that uh, beauty brand there, um, and just sort of trying to merge that coffee shop culture of you know you go and have a chill out. You've got some nice music going on in the background, um, and almost wanting to give you know not everybody wants to go and research the different sort of single origins or blends or you know why is that you know blend better than the other or you know is it ethiopian or robusta or indian you know all these different sort of things that you know can take a bit of time whereas i think mu music is pretty universal you know when when sort of one of the blends that i've sort of uh, named is after kurt cobain so highly energetic you know, big, big, strong, punchy flavors. Another one, Stevie Wonder, much more rounded, smooth. And another one's after John Mayer. So that's much more mellow, chilled out, relaxed flavor. And got lo loads of others in the pipeline to start coming out. But if you know the musician and you know their style of music, you can take a reasonable stab at what it's going to be like, I think. And it's a fun way of doing it. Plus, we put a bit of education in there. So you get all the, you know, the, the origins and stuff like that that kind of happens. And yeah, it's, it, it just sort of, it just came about and clicked through and sort of spent some time securing the you know, supply chain and then going about just build, building out that idea and brand and website and marketing funnels. And it's still, as, as just, I know that you'll know through what you're doing with Simply People, it's, it's an ever-evolving dynamic process you know i'm about to embark on the third iteration of my website you know it, it started off as me just putting some a, a throw together website on wix and about to start on a much more custom custom build to to streamline things and make things much more efficient and you know all these sorts of things and yeah it's just been a, a fun learning process but yeah bizarre it was just it, very bizarre in how it was almost like you know that gif of where um the guy from the hangover is doing the beautiful mind thing where he's got all the all the numbers swirling round yeah. it was very much like that where um all these things were were swirling in my head at that moment and they all just sunk into place and i just went i've got it I know what I'm going to be doing yeah. because at that moment in time, I'd got no idea when I was coming back from, from furlough. I was thinking to myself, where's my next bit of money's coming from? You know, all these sorts of things. Yes. I knew it was going to end and all that sort of stuff, but the health professional in me knew that I wouldn't be, you know, I used to spend a day and a half to two days a week down in London with some of the corporate clients there and used to make a, a handsome bit of money. And I knew that that wasn't going to come back overnight, even if they suddenly said, right, lockdown ends next, next month. I knew that travel realistically wasn't going to be back to normal for another 12, 18 months. And it seems to be, you know, looks like the, the timeline is going to be Easter, summer before things are, you know, a little bit more easy from that point of view. And I just thought I can't, can't take that risk of just sitting here wait, waiting for things to come to me. 
So even if it just saves me the the madness of just sort of sitting here wondering what do I do with my time, I've gone from essentially working five busy days to my main client, who was the only client that was still going through the, So they work in manufacturing and engineering. They were turning back on as it happened in uh, that four-week spell. And I was just going to go back to three days. Three days in normal pre-COVID times, that's nice. Four days to, you know, have a social and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Three days when you're essentially in lockdown, that's a lot of time to to dwell and think. And I just mm-hmm. thought to myself, can't. And not wanting to, to sort of be that sort of toxic po- positivity is the, the, you know, the frame. But I just thinking, well, I've got, I've got to do this for me just to keep mm-hmm. my, my head even if it's just something that keeps me sane during lockdown and nothing happens from it, it's done a job. But actually now through exploration and, you know, lots of links and, you know, we've spoken about doing some stuff together with uh, different bits and pieces with regard to simple people, mm. all these sorts of things have, have kind of come together where I think hmm, there might be some strong legs in this which is great it can be a slow burner because as you know coffee is a very competitive market to get into which is is what it is but it's it i don't expect i'm very fortunate you know very very fortunate that the day job pays enough for me to to live off and i don't have any dependents so i can kind of take take those risks yes kind of where, how I ended up in it and was a, was able to take that risk because I only really have myself to look after and uh, you know and again very fortunate that my parents are in a position where if if the proverbial hit the fan I can just you can swear go back. yeah you know if the shit if the shit hit the fan like very fortunate that you know parents are pretty close by you know I can just go back and chill with them for a year and regroup or something like that so no it's 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 it's, it's yeah it's been a bizarre seven months you know yeah. appearing in 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 the observer plucky upstart in the observer how, how does that happen so here's a question then so how did it go from distracting you to kind of ensure you stayed mentally well yeah to young upstart featuring the observer getting some good press pr and and actually this is now taking off in seven months that's a short space of time to to get this traction it is and i mean i'm 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 open to your sort of feedback on this but i i think pretty much everybody that i've spoken to and not one like you know you, you say mom dad i've got this great idea they've probably been my worst critics to be fair everybody else has gone what a great idea what a great concept love the branding love this love that obviously there's lots of tweaks that i've had to do technologically to to improve marketing funnels and conversions and you know all that sort of stuff but everybody everybody to a t has gone love that love it as I say, mom and dad, who, who particularly my mom, God love her, is, is probably been the harshest critic. And it wasn't as if you, my mom went, oh, that's a lovely logo and what a lovely idea. She was good, like, they were going, oh, okay, well, what happens if it doesn't work? Well, I've, yeah, of course I've thought of those. 
those and, and I can bin it at any point but thanks mom I think it yeah thanks mom <laughs> but it's just been one of those things where people have just gone yeah I like it like I just like it it just feels right it feels unique it feels different it's I get it like it's fun it's you know engaging you know I write you know I've got blogs that are about music and different songs and different artists I'm producing Spotify playlists that are introducing people to different types of music and people are going you know one of our colleagues or ex-colleague Sam Spencer who normally listens to to grime and hip-hop and R&B converted him into to blues music off the back of one of my playlists just you know I'm just going I just enjoy this yeah. and that's what I'm th- that's what I'm throwing out there just things that I enjoy and I think that's probably no I think it's a so, big huge thing yeah that's interesting from a marketing perspective because I'm guessing that you're you're not a traditional marketeer uh, no, not at it's all. Fair to it's, say, uh, yeah. and you don't get many clinical marketers, um, no. and, and and that's a common theme that I find with the community of within simply people is marketing in particular and generating that 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 traction for providers is difficult. So it's actually quite interesting to see someone that's gone into a field that they know from a consumer perspective, mm. um, and and started marketing, and I think maybe one of the good things that you've kind of picked up on is it works for me. I appreciate that as a consumer, therefore it, it may well be relevant to other people. And actually yeah. the critics also known as your parents, have, haven't kind of moved you from that pathway and you are focusing on no, this is what I'm doing and this is my path. And actually you've kind of got to that position whereby you understand what advice to take and, and maybe what ones to kind of, move on from maybe it yeah. might just be that your parents don't like coffee well that is that is you know they're not a coffee shop you know culture they're not that like my mom doesn't drink it at all my dad couldn't care less whether it was you know a, a granulated coffee or a, a posh coffee like it's not bothered doesn't care less like yeah. it is what it is and they're of the generation where online consumption is an unnecessary evil as opposed to that's where it is and subscription models like yeah subscription models to them is what the hell so it's, it's fair Whereas, to say then they're not your demographic yeah very fair to say very fair to say but everybody else has gone you know i've I take, took one in for, for for my colleague today actually and he's gone yes you know i'll, I'll get and they said like that's amazing the packaging and you know how, how you've all done it it's beautiful beautiful packaging so what did you expect and they went i just was kind of doing it just to support you yeah. i just went i appreciate it and i said but i also appreciate the fact that you've gone that's amazing i love yeah. that so it's it's nice little things like that and uh, it's it's been you know as you know i'm I, i'm a, a a lover of tech and you know all that sort of stuff but it's also for me the, the small things about the packaging the attention to detail you know all that sort of stuff so silly little things i, I put my little logo uh, in the in the top right corner of my packaging where where the stamp should be if it was a normal letter because it's it's not shipped by royal mail it's shipped through another provider at the minute but i thought you know what i'll do that and it will look nice and you know all these sorts of things and 
it's a a cost that I could do without because some of the providers just stick a delivery label on the coffee packet itself and off it goes, keep costs down. I've decided that I don't want to do that. So it's all those bits of attention to detail that people have gone, it feels like I'm getting a present feels like I'm you know it's a gift it's a you know all those and I was like good because I enjoy opening a new you know iPhone or a new whatever because it's nice as you take it apart that attention to detail as you unwrap the box and that's kind of where I wanted to get and it's those sorts of things where I think like you say where you think of the consumer and who you're going after what will they appreciate Mm. Yeah, I no, think it can go a long way. Yeah, so what does the future, what's the future look like for Yoohoo? <laughs> so Yoohoo as a, uh, a forward-facing brand, sort of obviously building up the, uh, you know, the, the B2C element. So you, you, you're independent consumers trying to exp- you know, raise awareness and gr- grow the subscription model, lots of marketing spend on, on, on that side of things. We've got to test the funnels and you know all that stuff stuff which I know that you'll you'll no doubt be familiar with in terms of raising that awareness. Want to try and get into you know try and improve the you know small independents who potentially might not be able to afford small brand uh, small batch coffee. Then you know instead of leaning away to that you know the bulk buy whole beans which yes they do a job but they're not quite the same as you know the the small batch side of things in terms of taste and quality trying to offer them a good value alternative without that risk of having to commit to to minimum order values and you know all that sort of stuff i mean one of the, the providers that i initially spoke to wanted a you know sign up to a contract of 80 kilos a week 80 kilos of coffee a week minimum order value and i was just like wow okay not quite there yet um so that's that's like the forward-facing brand of it and then uh sort of very exciting sort of week where sort of looking at doing some uh, essentially private labeling type work with you know, similar brands to yourself the healthcare space of you know uh, where people might want to offer people a branded coffee good quality branded coffee that's fulfilled by myself at an entry point that they can they can afford and they, they can sort of get into because there's no minimum order values there's you know nothing that we're signing you into particularly it's just you know if you want to send a few clients you know simply people coffee as an example we can do all of that side of things and, so and how would they get where, in touch how would they get in touch with you to do that tim well, initially, sort of via the website, but we are sort of building out a completely separate side of things, which which will should be landing uh, end of January, early February. But uh, initially, the forward-facing website at the minute is youwholifestyle.co.uk. If you just don't want to type all of that in, just simply type into Google search. Other search engines are, are obviously available, but just search Yuhu Coffee. So uh, the, the letter U followed by W-H-O. Um, so it's Yoohoo Coffee, um, and we're, we're pretty much the first, well, we are now the, the, the first ones that bounce up there um, and just drop us a drop us a line. Uh, so it's info at youhoolifestyle.co.uk, um, and then we can discuss there. But, yeah, we can do all that side, side of things and get it branded up for you. 
uh, and what we feel is a, a you know a, a reasonable, affordable entry point with no no minimum orders, and we we, we manage that all for you from from start to finish. Yeah, great stuff. So, what what does the future look like for you, Tim? Apart from the coffee empire, what what are you up to? Because <laughs> I, I heard a rumor. Or, or, or might not be a rumor uh it might have been on one of your social pages that you are actually going to be shaving your infamous beard off for charity so <laughs> what's the story with that so yeah so uh, potentially if we can raise enough money which i've set at 150 150 pounds my, my routine uh beard trim is on the 23rd of december and if 150 pounds has been raised by that point I will shave off my beard and all proceeds go to Fair Share, which has obviously had a lot of publicity recently with Marcus Rashford, great work that he's done. And sort of Matt Lucas has sort of done, done some, some uh, promotional work for him as well. But I just thought, you know, particularly a lot of people having tough times this year. And yeah, just to, if I could do a little bit of, you know, raising some funds to, to make sure nobody's going hungry, then... Yeah, I I love this beard. Spend a lot of time brushing it and stroking it and you know conditioning it and all that sort of stuff. But I'm happy to let it go if 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 people want to donate a couple of quid or you know whatever it happens to be. But if if we get to 150 quid by the 23rd of December, I will I, it will be shaved off. So what we'll do on that is we'll share the link for that Just Giving page. Is it Just Giving? just giving yeah just giving so we'll share the link um after after the podcast or over the next couple of days just to see what we can do to try and uh, generate that because i think going clean shaven is 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 a thing in itself but to do it for the, it for, for the charity is an amazing step so what we do at this stage tim is i always try and finish the last uh, the last podcasts um or the end of the podcast with just a couple of questions so there's a, a bit of a theme and a commonality between them yeah so uh I'll go straight on to that if that's okay so the first question i have is just basically what's, what's your best leadership lesson what's the best leadership lesson that you've ever had received learned and it could be a, a good lesson it could be a bad lesson um, include names for reasons of slander if it is bad but <laughs> yeah what's the best leadership lesson i i think I've learned lots. I've learned lots. I've had many a bad, many a good, but for crikey, I would probably say there's two. Can I have two? Yep. Go on. Why not? One's from you. Thank you very much. Something that I picked up from you is, um, and and correct me if I get this slightly wrong, but the the truth, there's two sides to every story, obviously, you know, could be many but two sides to every story and the truth is that there's probably somewhere in between uh, so there's that which is linked to a friend of mine called sam spencer who we mentioned earlier who he said perception is reality so always taking to try and perceive other people's trying to appreciate others other people's side of things because it's their bias and their lens so that would be the first one and another is from, from my footballing days. Marcus Bignot was the manager. And he always said, sometimes you have to stand still for the picture to change, which sounds very profound. And he means it in a footballing life. You know, sometimes 
standing still, people move, you see a pass and you can move forwards or backwards or, you know, whatever it happens to be. But I've taken that into life in general. And um, I think that that, that moment, that those couple of weeks in lockdown, just, you know, I just stood still and just took restock, didn't panic, just thought, you know, let's just watch and see what, what un, un, unravels, but be ready to move forward whenever that opportunity presents itself and literally since then it's been opportunity after opportunity after opportunity that have unraveled and unraveled but there was times where I was panicking and in footballing terms Marcus would be talking about don't panic don't kick the ball out you know all that sort of stuff just wait see what opportunity presents itself but in this instance it was like okay well at this minute I don't need to panic but let's just wait and see see what presents and and soon enough it was something that I happened to, to to think of and sort of was able to to kind of act upon and you know yeah here we are now yeah I guess it's a thinking space isn't it it's that moment to, yeah. to stop think compose decide on the next course of action yeah it's a, yeah. a really good lesson so I, I always end on this question Tim and it's normally a variety of you and what advice you'd give yourself so I do want to know what advice would you give your younger self, uh, young Tim in the coffee shop in Devon, having yeah. an ice cream. If you could go back to that moment in time, what advice would you give yourself? Embrace everything that happens. Roll with it. Learn from it. Don't be too harsh on yourself. There's been, I, as you know, I've had my fair share of, personal endeavors with with my crones and you know different things like that that's a totally different but I love what all of those experiences has created and turned me into out of hardship a lot of hardship and there's times where I thought why me but looking back now I think that's taught and shaped me into where I am created a huge amount of resilience ability to learn and not panic in that's like that scenario that I was out outlining there because essentially I always look at it and go well at least I'm not in a hospital bed potentially dying of septic shock because my Crohn's has flared now I'm not saying that again that toxic positivity but it's that sort of it is what it is you learn from it you don't beat yourself up allow yourself to kind of feel what you're feeling and process what you're processing and, and just sort of keep moving forwards if that's just half a step it's a half a step if it's big huge running at great momentum that's great but sometimes as you say some, you just got to stand still and wait for the picture to change and don't beat yourself up over it there's times where this year i was in in the negative hmm. because the cash flow had just completely dried up but I guess you, you stopped, you paused, you thought of your next options. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's that embrace everything, try and keep yourself calm, don't beat yourself up, allow yourself to feel those things and then just sort of learn from it. Everything's a learning opportunity. It's not failure. Growing up, I was always scared of failure. I think we are inherently. Yeah. But it's learned failure, but interestingly through some of the podcasts i've been listening to during lockdown we're actually only hardwired to to fear three things abandonment falling over and loud noises everything else is learned 
Mm. Absolutely. And that, of course, means we, it can be unlearned. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. No, I think that's a great, great way to great way to finish and end the show. So, yeah, that's that's it, Tim. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been really interesting. We've got to know you and a little bit about your background with regards to physiotherapy, but also about what the future brings. And in, in in adversity comes an opportunity. I think is the biggest one of the biggest takeaways from this. So, thanks so much for joining us today. So. Make sure you check out our community where we help people to network, learn new skills and develop them in their business. Thanks again for listening. Thanks to you, Tim. Uh, you have been listening to the Simply People podcast. Before we go, show some love for what we're doing by leaving us a review on your podcast platform or possibly even share this episode with a friend. Tune in for our next episode. Where we'll be speaking with another amazing guest with a fantastic story. Thanks so much. Have a good week. You've been listening to the Simply People Podcast.